Big Safety Podcast with Vance and Bart. So how was your fictitious Thanksgiving? I don't know how to like time shift knowing that this is going to come out after Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. even yeah. though we are recording this before Thanksgiving. I, I think it'll go okay. And All right. Oh, okay. So how, how was your Thanksgiving? Um, or do you not even want to do that? I think it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> my carpet got ruined yeah that's what happened i ate way too much did you a couple of folks fell asleep <laughs> my mom drank too much wine i overloaded on carbs hmm. one of the turkeys was too dry Oh, how about that game, though? Right. The game. <laughs> oh, did you fall asleep? You're talking about the bowling championship? We're talking about two different games, aren't we? Well, we are not in sync at all. One game was re- like, one game was too dry. <laughs> so if you can't tell this is before thanksgiving we are um looking into the future i hope that your thanksgiving was all it's cracked up to be uh i hope you won the wishbone game against your sibling or wife or husband or coroner or coroner, yeah anybody whoever you're playing the wishbone game with which right. i i assume you mean to be watching an episode of wishbone and trying to guess how the story ends even if you've not read the book that he's reading yeah yeah that's exactly what i was talking about um and coroners are historically good at that game. That's why they're the oh, one yeah. challenge. It's like playing old people at chess in the park. Yeah, that's right. I don't, I've never played old people. I played chess though. Who do you play against? Um, myself or, uh, not very many people have I played chess against. Yeah, I don't really remember the last person I played chess against, except for me. I'm a lonely person. God. Thanks a lot, man. <laughs> so that's what you're thankful for. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Man. <laughs> no, for real. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, family's important. Remember, 
we're weirdos and politics is definitely going to come up if you're the kind of person that enjoys our podcast. So just remember to be kind. Don't, uh, don't call your family members stupid when they say something that they heard on mainstream news and are just regurgitating. Doesn't mean they're stupid. It just means they don't have time to do the research or the drive to do the research that you or I do. And if you don't call them stupid, they might be open to listen to what you have to say. And I know that you loathe my usage of this word, but privilege, it is a privilege to be in a place where you can be political, where you can have these kinds of conversations. There are some folks who have lives that don't really allow for that. So the fact that you can go to a table surrounded by people with different viewpoints than you is pretty great. Yeah. I mean, we always have to remember we're not in Australia. You know, we're not in a health camp slash concentration camp. All right. Well, on to status news. I passed a billboard board today driving my truck down 75 north. If you live in Georgia, maybe you've seen it. So you're driving up 75 north? You're right. I was not going into oncoming traffic. It says togetherness. All right. I'm with you. Anybody got a problem with that? Nobody, right? I, I think so far we're all on the same page. You yeah. see a billboard, it says togetherness. Fake. I'm sold. Togetherness. And then it says. Wait, can I guess? Sure. Does it say togetherness with your stupid uncle at Thanksgiving? (laughs) It said, help. uh, How was it worded? Help us combat hate crime. Should I try by reporting? And then it said they had a number for the FBI and it said they had a big FBI logo across the bottom of it. Um. So they want you to report hate crimes and they're advertising this on a billboard. So what they're saying is turn in people to the state for being Trump supporters or anything you don't like. Because obviously all you got to do is call that number and say this person hates people and it's a he's criminal. It's criminal hate. And then is that that's kind of like swatting, right? Yeah, because there's no evidentiary support necessary for that because you can't prove a hate crime because intent is impossible to prove. So you could be way off base. Mm-hmm. You could you could <clears throat> You could be completely wrong 
and there'd be no material difference mm -hmm. between you reporting a hate crime or just a regular crime. So I'd like for people to do a little experiment or a little thought experiment real quick. So the premise of this is that to hate a person for, let's say, a trait they can't um, do anything about. It's something they're born with, right? To hate them and then to commit a crime, let's say it's murder against them is worse than if you don't hate them and murder them or in some circumstances you murder them because you love them too much <clears throat> so let's think about two incidences some let's go with the normal a nazi the one everybody thinks about right a Nazi sees a black person and he ties this black person up, takes him out to the river and drowns him. <clears throat> All right. This person obviously hated. Let's, let's I, I say obviously, but you, you really don't know, but. People are going to look at that and say, this guy hated black people, right? And that's why he did this. Okay. Let's look at it from the victim's point of view. This black person was drowned and died. All right. Now, let's take a mother who loves her kids and has a mental breakdown. And she goes, ties her kid up, takes him down the river and drowns them. Think about it from that kid's point of view. All right. So look at those two crimes. I'm supposed to say, because when I look at a crime, I look at it from the victim. I don't look at the perpetrator. I'm looking at the actual victim of the crime and what is taken from that person. So this older, you know, adult black person that was tied up and drowned lived a, let's just say, uh, 20 years, right? A younger person had a lot of life at him. An innocent young child is drowned. Well, I'm not even saying what color. It doesn't really matter by the mother. So, like, at that point, I have to say that really young child potentially, odds are, had more years to live and had probably done less wrong in its life because it wasn't as many years, right? There was a lot of potential there. There was a lot of potential left in the 20-year-old too, right? How am I supposed to look at the one with hate is 
being worse. I, I, I don't see it there. I don't see the logic. I think you can look at it in two different ways. And the way that you know that this falls apart is that both of those ways you're pointing out have nothing to do with the intent, the motive, this or that. Because we talk about motive in the court of law, right? We try to establish that so that we can better understand what might have happened or understand the psyche, especially as we're trying to charge someone with a crime. But if we are thinking less about a punitive goal, which is what all of that is, right? It's a, it's a defendant. If we are talking about what you're talking about, which is thinking about the victim, the person who's actually been harmed, whether you take into account the things you did, which is age, or how much they may have, quote unquote, deserved to live or not. Mm -hmm. Life left to give, productivity left to give, if you're like super capitalist about it. All of those things, whether you look at it that way, or whether you're a purist and you say it truly doesn't matter, both are loss of life. Either way, it has nothing to do with the intent of the murderer. Agreed. Uh, but I think, I think that the hate thing is just, of course, it's a propaganda tactic. And then it's, there's this fascination with people in law with like, convictions and punishments and like oh i was able to get you know this many years on somebody for doing this and uh it's it's become because of the incentive structure (laughs) which uh i believe we've talked a lot about that being pretty important to people um it's just become focused around punishing people and this is another way of getting a bigger punishment and uh this fascination with just punishing and in zero fascination with helping the victim to be whole again i know in murder you can't help the actual victim but you can help people who were affected by that person no longer being alive and try you can try to make that better and that isn't done in our justice system in fact a lot of time the punishment of the perpetrator gets in the way of them being able to help the victim by you know garnished wages or what you know whatever money servitude who knows what i i mean it, it really depends on what was done to the person really but when you put somebody in prison for life or execute them there's no 
They can't do anything to help. And, but there's, there's no desire anywhere in our justice system that I see to, to move it in that direction. It's even like all the reform people. It's just like who controls the cops. Is it this new branch or that we want to create or, you know, what goes on now, right? It's, there's no desire to change that. <clears throat> well, and we're also talking about two different things that have compounded. So this billboard that you saw is a bit of a multiplier. Because it's not just the hate crime piece, mm-hmm. which is certainly part of the conversation, but it's also the turning in your neighbor for a hate crime piece. It's the network effects mm-hmm. of turning in. So we kind of have these two different things compounding to one, in my opinion, heinous billboard this really, really disingenuous togetherness campaign of turning your neighbor. Mm -hmm. Because we learned this in sales and marketing long ago, is that the user-generated content or this word that has been misappropriated in recent time, community, so... Mm -hmm community generated content we were a bit closer to the truth when we called everything viral because that is about how it was but we call these things communities that are you know generating your leads because that's dollars and cents what's actually happening here is those those citizens are lead generation for prison and I know this is a bit of a stretch because I'm kind of looking at the whole piece, but mm-hmm. you're essentially asking your entire citizenry to be an extension of the FBI for you so that you can put more people into that prison system. And all unpaid. Yeah. They pay for the right to do it. I know we talk a lot about people are brainwashed and it's not their fault. You don't want to call them stupid or anything like that. But if you get to the point in your life where you are calling the FBI on people you dislike or disagree with, because MSNBC said that people who think that way are Nazis, <clears throat> you've crossed a line. You have now went to work for one of the most evil regimes to ever exist. You are, in a sense, a modern-day Nazi, an SS, a brown coat. And I will show you no love or sympathy. It also bothers me that there's an implication 
that you wouldn't turn in these crimes if they weren't hate crimes, right? <laughs> right. It's, it's the idea that you as a citizen might be on the fence. It's this sort of encouragement toward being a narc. Yeah. For, for lack of a better way of saying it. The idea that, hey, I know you're unsure about whether to turn in your neighbor, Not but sure. here's one more element on why you should. So today, this morning, about let's say three o'clock in the morning, I, uh, I was in a racetrack. Not like a place where you race cars, but it's a like a convenience store, gas station type deal here in Georgia. And uh, apparently last night, a taxi driver had been mugged and assaulted in their parking lot and beat up pretty bad. I can't imagine me going, yeah, but did he hate him? It just doesn't seem relevant. Because you have to ask. If it was self-evident, no one would ask. Right. I certainly wouldn't either way. I would. I mean, the thought that he was right there in the parking lot, and I don't know who was on staff or who was working, but like it was obviously a pretty gruesome beat beatdown because there was blood all over the taxi and the ground and the truck next to the taxi. And the person who's working the counter who does nothing to intervene, are they staying out of it because they hate them? Are they staying out of it because of self-preservation? Are they staying out of it because it's none of their business? Did they try to intervene because they hated the person who was committing the hate crime? Yeah. Would that be a crime? I think it's just if you commit a crime with a MAGA hat or I really kind of think that's all it is. Like if you were wearing a Let's Go Brandon shirt and you committed a crime, I think you would be convicted of a hate crime. Because they assume that you only support Brandon and anyone else you hate. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But it was a Ponzi scheme crime. What the fuck? (laughs) was wearing a let's go brandon shirt well i i think the i think the logical conclusion we've gotten to is a, a pretty deep spiral right is if we just keep going down this path it pretty quickly unravels into this where does it end and it's not a slippery slope fallacy it truly is something that is <laughs> immeasurable and subjective right and then the most evil part of it is, is just that the FBI is it, it's even if the FBI doesn't get people to turn their neighbors in the other intention of something like that is to get you to mistrust your neighbor, your neighbor who has a different political beliefs than you that you normally get along with pretty good. Now you're like, eh. and that makes it easier for the state to conquer because you don't get to talk about the things that you agree on. 
and in a neutral setting where you both know you like each other and there's the then that common ground gets broken and you know divide and conquer that's what it's all about that's what things like this are about the mistrust uh, the implication that you know people who vote differently than you are nazis just remember you have to do nazi things to be a nazi so you're the one doing the nazi like things you can can call yourself whatever you want but like if you're doing all the things that the nazis did then oh yeah this is steeped in irony (laughs) right? right the the nazis really doubled down on the uh the propaganda strategy of I won't butcher the quote, but something along the lines of accuse them of what you plan to do. So there is this irony of about a decade of calling everybody a Nazi and that culminating in truly Nazi-like behavior and fascism. Everyone's a fascist, so turn in the fascists. I was really white pilled today. I want to let you know. I was, I was just feeling this. I was feeling like the state was just kicking its legs and crying and screaming and throwing its toys, you know. And I just was feeling good about it. But that billboard really it just brought me down, man. <laughs> I know it's just a billboard, and I know that's an example of them crying and screaming and kicking their legs. I think, I think it worked on me a little bit, is why it hit me. Like I, I, I thought about it. I thought about one of my neighbors who I talked to sometimes, and I was like, that kind of shit would work on him. So like, it worked on me because I thought that. Like, uh, can I trust him to not turn me in because I vote differently or whatever? You know what I mean? Well, and you nailed the part that I think so many people miss, which is that billboard's for you as well. That billboard isn't just for your neighbor who would turn you in. Mm-hmm. That billboard is there to remind you that you're supposed to hate your neighbor who would turn you in. Because as much as I hate my neighbor who would turn me in, I hate that state just a bit more. And part of the reason why I hate my neighbor for being someone who would turn me in is because he's a person who would turn me in, which is a state devised action. So I don't actually hate him because of the color of his skin or the language he speaks or whatever we're supposed to hate people for. But I'm led to believe I do. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't, but it's still targeting me because even if I don't hate my neighbor for any of those things, they can still find a way for me to hate my neighbor for the things they are encouraging him to do. Mm-hmm. And when something gets you, you know what I mean? When one of the state propaganda things gets you and you know it's propaganda, you know they're trying to get you, 
and then it does a little bit kind of brings you down i mean i'm able to stop it and work my you know crawl back out of that i don't really get, go down that hole but still <clears throat> you're like fuck man i've got all the tools to not be got is yep. you know so which if you circle all the way back around is good because if you recognize that you have all of the tools, you have all of the you have all of the research, you have all of the learnings, you are on high alert and you were still got, that means you can have empathy for your neighbor. So instead of hating your neighbor because he might turn you in, you love your neighbor and say, you know, he might turn me in, but of course he would. Mm-hmm. And they don't win if you love your neighbor. Right. We have to continue to <clears throat> talk to people, find these common grounds, remind people who the real enemy is. And we can't let billboards like that stop you from talking to your neighbor, from getting, drawing back away from your neighbor out of fear that they're going to turn you in if you say the wrong thing. <clears throat> we can't let those things happen. So use your tools to recognize the propaganda. It's going to get you every once in a while, but recognize that it got you and crawl right back out of it. Don't let it, don't let it act. Don't let it affect you. Just, chalk it up like ah you fucker you got me a little bit there and then then it's done then it has no power over you because now you've recognized it and you've taken that shit out of your system and you you're fine rise above rise above yeah rise above because togetherness is something that you should still want even after reading that billboard they attempted to get you to not want togetherness out of spite. But if you can circle all the way back around to still wanting togetherness in spite of them, you've won. Remember what we're fighting for here. It's free market. That doesn't work without people cooperating freely because there's nobody forcing people to cooperate in a free market. You have to go up to people and trade, sell, buy, exchange. And different people. Right. And and different people in a market. Because if I have corn to trade and you have corn to trade, we don't have a trade. Correct. So that's what we're actually fighting for is this unforced interaction between people, friendly interaction. Mutually beneficial interactions between people. That's not what the state does. That's what I'm thankful for. Togetherness that's nothing to do with the threat of violence.